Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. The We Can't Wrestle podcast. The King listens to it. WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler, and you better listen to it too. My friend Nate and the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 115 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. This week, me and the guys were not able to get together because of Turkey Day and all that jazz, so we don't have any... Original content with the Stooges this week. However, um, I have some audio that uh, I think was originally intended for episode 82, I think, um, of Aaron and myself doing a segment that, of course, because it's us, goes on for like an hour and a half, talking about our 10, uh, we called it funny fuckers, our 10, it's not even necessarily wrestling related, 10, the 10 funny, we think are the 10 funniest people to ever live so i'm gonna be playing that audio for you on this week's show so you can listen to it i kind of cleaned it up from its original some of the audio was kind of garbage and things go off the rails but that's the fun when you're having a podcast but before we do that some original content here i am joined in the weekend wrestle studios by my beautiful wife and co-host of the motley soup podcast kendall maxson is here with me hello, hello. Wrestling fans. Yes, and uh, those of you that listen to The Soup know her voice. Those of you that listen to this show know her voice because she is the moderator of the Trivia Challenge, of which, by the way, Aaron, I am currently the champion. (laughs) Yes, you are. The wrestling trivia champion in my house, essentially. (laughs) But what I am asking Kendall to do is to be here with me. We've done this before in the past. It's a couple of years ago. We did a Wife Watches Wrestling segment where... I had her watch the uh, WWF Royal Rumble 1999 I Quit match between Mankind and The Rock. And we also watched the 1998 Hell in a Cell match between Mankind and The Undertaker. This week I have invited her to watch, it's from March 28th, 1999, WrestleMania 15. Well, how fitting, because it's episode 115. There you go, and it's WrestleMania 15. We're going way back. To WrestleMania 15, it was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the main event of this show was The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. There were some other matches. It's actually one of my least favorite WrestleManias, but what I wanted you to see, now, 
at this time, the UFC was kind of just... It had just kind of be. I mean, it was it was a thing, but it had only been a thing for maybe I don't know four or five years. And the WWF decided WWE, but WWF at the time decided they wanted to capitalize on the mixed martial arts kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they actually had their wrestlers go out and do what was called a brawl for all tournament. All right, volunteers got to volunteer to do it he didn't you weren't you weren't forced to do it so in other words your big guys like the stone cold steve austin didn't take this risk because these guys actually fought each other they actually fought each other you know tried to do takedowns and knockouts and things like that actual scoring like boxing and mixed martial arts have well the guy that won the whole thing was a wrestler named bart gunn okay which I've never even heard of. Was not intended to win. Okay. Or wasn't the favorite to win, I guess I'll say. The favorite to win was a guy named Dr. Death Steve Williams. So this wasn't, like, planned? No. They, like, they... They re- really they fought. They really fought. Yes. Well, how fun. Okay. It wasn't fun. It actually turned out to be quite a debacle. Most of the matches were kind of boring. Um, the guys not being... Not saying they weren't good fighters, but not being professional fighters. You know, there was a lot of just clubbering around and guys knocking each other down and it wasn't as entertaining as it would sound like it would be okay but anyway to capitalize on this they decided well fuck it let's do something with bart gun at wrestlemania so they found a guy named butterbean butterbean i've heard you mention butterbean butterbean was a tough man contest guy Mm. a real like legit boxer okay so they decided well let's go to wrestlemania with Bart Gunn. And Butterbean. And put him in the ring with Butterbean. <laughs> and see how this goes. Mm-hmm. So I want you to watch this. It's not going to take us very long. You know, your standard wrestling match isn't very long, so neither is a fight. But anyway, those of you uh, listening along, if you want to get on the WWE Network, it's WrestleMania 15. The minute mark is 2539. Or you can jump to, and I've, I've just gone to where they're going to introduce the judges and such, Brawl for All Judges Introductions. And there's a picture of Gorilla Monsoon there. You'll and know you're at the right spot because there are two guys. These are these are Shane McMahon's Mean Street Posse. Oh, that's who these guys are. Yes. Well, this Thugs dude, from the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. Dude has a receding skunk line. <laughs> yes, he does. That is... That is uh, uh, Rodney. Rodney. He Rodney. looks like a Rodney. The other guy is Pete Gass. Oh, I would have taken him for like a Chuck or something or a Chip. Looks like a, yeah. Or a Vinny. Maybe or, a Vinny. <laughs> I don't know about a Vinny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. He's so. got the vest for, I guess, so that means he might be a Vinny. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so, here on episode 115 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, a lot of you have probably already seen this, but Kendall has not. Nope. So, we're going to get her live reaction to the Brawl for All between Butterbean and Bart Gunn. They're going to introduce the judges here. Like I said, this is legit. Like, they had legit trainers, and that's Vinny Pazienza, boxing champion, the Pazmaniac, the Pazmanian devil. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember these He's got a pants. big fucking head. I think everybody had a pair of those uh, pants. I didn't. You did. Don't lie. I did not. I'm Don't not a Guido. Lie. I'm not a Guido. I didn't have them pants. Hell, I had a pair of them pants. Guido. What is? WWE at one time, I think, was trying to ha- um, hire 
Pazienza didn't work out. The melodic voice of Howard Finkel doing the introductions, the greatest ring announcer in the history of wrestling. Kevin Rooney. Kevin Rooney. How you doing? Look at him. He's like, how you doing? This guy here, Chuck Wepner, this is actually the guy who Sylvester Stallone based the story of Rocky on. Really? Yes. I did not know that. He also had a wrestler versus boxer match with Andre the Giant back in the 70s. And this is Gorilla Monsoon, one of the greatest commentators in wrestling history. At this point, he looks very sick because he was. Okay. Um, I think about not even six months after this, he passed away. He looks like he's about to go. Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, look at that hair. She's reminiscing on all this 90s hair here. Oh, man, that mullet was great. Like it was, and even by that guy, even by this point, the mullet was out. Oh, you know, it wasn't even a thing anymore. It was a bouncy mullet. A bouncy. It was bouncy. It was bouncy. It had a lot of l- lot a lot of, of bounce, a lot of lift. Oh my! It's time for the brawl for all. Brawl for all. Here we go. Bring it. Here's Butterbean. Oh, now you can see why they call him Butterbean. You know what? Now that you say that, I think I have seen him before. These guys in their red, white, and blue garb. Yeah. They look like uh, look like they're at a MAGA rally, actually. <laughs> Just saying. Butterbean. All, right. All right, Butterbean. If he'd have been born in Lima, Ohio, he'd have been Lima Bean. Yeah. Or in Mexico, he'd have been something frijoles. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I'm just it'd, have been, it'd have been refried beans. <laughs> and here comes Bart Gunn. He tripped. Not Bart Gunn, his trainer, one of his trainers. From, From Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. He got out of Harlan alive. Will he get out of this match alive? That joke Harlan's been, in Eastern Kentucky. That would have been great, but that was in Eastern Kentucky. Harlan's in Southeastern Kentucky. Well, the song goes... Eastern Kentucky. It's technically southeastern, but yeah. Now that first time ever in the We Can't Wrestle podcast, we've discussed Kentucky geography. Well, so there's a first. It's because I'm from that area, so I happen to know. All right, are you ready for this? I've been I've been waiting on it to happen. All right, I want you to. This is going to be fun. Okay. Okay. I, I'm already having fun. All right. I need I need a refill though. You need to watch intently. Okay. I will do my best, but I still need a refill. You need a refill. All right, so here we go. Let's do this. The fight's going to start. The Brawl for All, Butterbean, and Bark Gun. There is a reason I want you to watch this. There's a reason I wanted you to watch this. This Butterbean guy looks like the dude from S.H.I.E.L.D. Michael Chiklis? Yeah. He looks like a Cro-Magnon Michael Chiklis. You're right. Here you go. The Brawl for All, Bart Gunn and Butterbean, watch along with the wife here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and the fight begins. You hear the bell in the background? Boom. Oh. And now, yeah, here we go. Those of you that have seen it know what's going on. A couple jabs by Butterbean there. The other dude is just like swinging aimlessly. Oh, oh. Oh. Keep watching. 
Jay, right. yep, he's down. He's down. He's down. But that's not what I wanted you to see. He like lean back. What I wanted you to see is coming up in just a hot second. All right. Remember how much they hyped this match up. Round one. Oh! Oh! <laughs> he got knocked the oh, fuck yeah, out. He did, and then he hit his head again on the way down. Shit. <laughs> that's that's oh, yeah. it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. Knocked him out. It's curtains. There's the the big height. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Damn. Uh, wait till the replays. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he's awake. He came he's, back. He's kind of awake. He came back. <laughs> he didn't sit up like the Undertaker. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you'd like it. <laughs> oh no! That motherfucker got knocked. You know what? You know what? After this, he was never on TV again. Are you kidding? WWE. Is that real? No. Oh, oh. no, that's a, that's the first one. <clears throat> oh shit! That's the first one. God, but he hit him good. <laughs> Oh. Oh, nice rabbit punch. And here comes the biggie. Wait. There oh. it is. <laughs> did oh. you see his yeah, it did. He went uh. limp instantly. Bye bye, Bart. Hello, oh, he, Bart. He's still he has tilting. no fucking idea he's, where he is he, right he now. He still has a tilt. He has ne- <laughs> probably still has a tilt. <laughs> 21 <laughs> years later. Want to see it again? Let's yes, show I it do. again. Oh, shit. <laughs> His head whipped. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah. The entrances lasted longer than the match. Yeah, it did. Well, there it is. It took forever to get to that moment. It only lasted a moment. <laughs> there it is. The brawl for all final, or the brawl for all. Bart Gun and Butterbean. That's it. That's the whole That's thing. It. <sighs> the dude seriously not. No, he was never featured on WWE TV. What is again. this? Wait, wait, wait! Don't turn no, around. No, it's the what San Diego this? chicken. What's the San Diego chicken? What is this? It's it's the San Diego chicken. Their mascot. The year before at WrestleMania, he got piledrived by Kane. I would have loved to have seen that. I think you have seen it. Have I seen it? Yeah. But now, of course, now they're going to do the goofy thing where the boxer knocks out the chicken. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of okay with this. Not deep. It's no, no. There you go. Yeah. See the cartoony knockout. Oh, of the that wasn't nearly as fun. Well, there it was. There it was. I wanted to get your reaction to Bart Gun getting knocked the fuck out at WrestleMania that was 15. Fantastic. I'm glad you like said Like you that. said, or like we said, he's probably still walking. He's walking still got look. a tilt. Yeah. He's still got a tilt to this day. <laughs> Bart still got a tilt gun. That's his name. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Thank you for doing the watch along with me. Absolutely. And uh, you'll still be here with me on the other side when we come back. But right now, let's take a listen to that that audio, that unused audio from well, it was last year sometime. Like I said, I think it was like episode 82 that we originally recorded this for. Me and Aaron talking about our top 10 favorite funny fuckers in the history of the world like a George Carlin or a Bobby Heenan or a Robin Williams. Hey, there's spoilers, but you'll find out right now 
Let's listen to this, and we'll talk at you on the other side. On the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hey, this is a national treasure, and the real world's champion, Nick Aldis. And just when you thought that every possible wrestling podcast name in the world was taken, Nate comes in with a clinch with the We Can't Wrestle podcast based on Nate's unbelievable level of praise for me I would go ahead and say that Nate sounds like a knowledgeable smart trustworthy human being and his expertise should be lauded and appreciated by all of the listeners of the We Can't Wrestle podcast all right wrestling fans and listeners welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast just want to remind you that no matter where you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Podbean, where I originally post the posts for the show for, um, you can listen to it on any podcast app, whether it be Stitcher, Podcast Addict, which is my personal favorite. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, and just this week, the show is now available on iHeartRadio as well. So any of those platforms, you can listen to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And one more plug for the We Can't Wrestle Podcast Facebook group. There are a lot of you, a lot of you, we have a lot of likes, a lot of followers on our We Can't Wrestle Facebook page, but uh, a lot of you are missing out because you can be a part of the We Can't Wrestle Podcast group as well on Facebook, so join the group, join the conversation, and you can interact with the show as well. So just want to throw that out there. Now, we're going to move on with the show and this part of the show will not necessarily be wrestling because I actually only have one wrestling guy on this list. I think we have the same wrestling guy on yeah, our list. Yeah, we probably do and he's probably number one on both of our lists and we've discussed him at length. And we'll, we'll... Adam Baum. <laughs> Adam Baum and his segment with the uh, Special Olympics kids. Who? <laughs> Alright. Nobody but us is going to get that. If anybody but us gets that, oh. message me. With that, and I will fucking send I'll give you, you a taco. <laughs> give you a taco. I will send you a fucking wrestling action figure in the mail. So anyway, ten, top ten favorite funny fuckers of all time. Now, I'm going to say full disclosure, there are two guys that I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive that Aaron is going to have on his list that I left off my list just so that we could have a more in-depth conversation about more personalities. Uh, but this is all forms of entertainment. This is all form comedy, wrestling, movies, what have you. Funniest fuckers of all time. And Aaron, since you came up with the topic, I'm going to let you start us off. All right. Um, mine aren't going to be in any particular order. And I have wrote down either um, movies that they've made that I think are great or um, lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I'll start with, um, Steve Martin. And Steve Martin is on my list. Well, we can, you, you can still discuss it, but, um, I don't know how you broke down yours, but, uh, born in here's Bab- some of, born in huh? Babylonia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your lower intestine. <laughs> like, animal. like the dude was so weird. Like Steve, Steve Martin's humor is a level above other people's humor. Like, 
Okay, as as a comedian, I can't really say as a comedian because I haven't. Ex- I, I really, honest to God, don't know even know if he has. St- this does. Um, does Steve Carell have stand up, or is he just a, 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 a comedic actor? I think he was one of those guys like uh, um, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Tried out, did tried it. out stand up, but but did it for a little bit or whatever. I liken Steve Martin and Steve Carell like they their their delivery and their d- does that make sense like am I off base? No. Okay. Like Steve like okay, I'm just going to say you said quotes and I know I'm taking over here but I mean Steve Martin in probably one of the top 10 funniest movies ever, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Uh-huh. You know, I want my fucking car. <laughs> fucking now. So you fucking mad. <laughs> looks like you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're fucked. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, the jerk. I mean, you know, you, you, oh, yeah. that's, that's the go-to, but... You know, there's my my favorite scene is the jerk is is the is the I'm leaving scene. You know, I don't need yeah. anything. Every this, scene, in, every scene in that movie is great. Yeah, I love when he's like, "You mean I'm gonna be this color sh- forever?" <laughs> I like when he's getting shot at and he's like, "All these cans are defective." <laughs> <laughs> They're just like leaking out. The cans are defective, and when he's like in the phone book, and he's like. My name in print. I've made it. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Here's some lines. Here's some of my favorite cities ever said. Boy, those French. They got a word for everything. He's <laughs> like, over there they call a hat a beret. And a roll of baguette. Like, I don't know the French words, you know. And he's like, yeah, those French, they got a word for everything. So, and he said he likes, a, he likes a woman with a head on her shoulders. Because I hate necks. Talking about music is like dancing about ac- architecture. <laughs> yeah. um, don't have sex, men. It leads to kissing. And then pretty soon you got to start talking to them. <laughs> Then there's one that says, like and there's a time he said, a day without sunshine is like, you know, night. <laughs> I like a woman with a head on her shoulders. I hate necks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is hands down my favorite Steve Martin joke. So the doc told me, good news, you're about to have a disease named after you. <laughs> Like, your shit's so <laughs> fucked up, you're the first one that's ever had it. <laughs> oh, I don't know, like, like that's such a morbid but funny joke. He, he just, he Par- Parenthood is one of my favorite movies ever. I love that fucking movie. That and, um, the... What is that fucking movie called? What's the one he did with Queen Latifah 
and Eugene Levy. Bringing down the house yes, or whatever? that is an underrated, underrated, yeah. really good movie. It's really funny. Um, I, I st- now, if, if if you didn't get my, my reference at the beginning of this conversation, then you must be living under a rock. You have to listen to King Tut. Because King Tut's one of the best novelty records ever made. And that's Steve Martin. Um, yeah, just, I mean, such a funny guy. I don't even know how to elaborate more on it than what we just did. Just such a funny guy. And, and... It's that ethereal... Steve Martin's humor makes you have to think sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like you said, the joke about the French. Like, that joke, I have I have, I have, have shown people Steve Martin telling that joke and I, nothing. And then I explain it to them and they laugh. Like, well, Steve Martin, yeah. you need to be paying attention and you need to get that shit. And you need to have a fucking brain. <laughs> Or a little shot of horse when he's all stoned up or whatever. And he's like, the kid's got a goddamn revolver. The kid's got a goddamn revolver. <laughs> and he's just, yeah. Uh, it's, it's good shit. Steve Martin and Bill Murray in that scene, in that movie... Is one of my favorite things ever. That movie is one of my fa- Little Shop of Horrors is my favorite musical, and it's one of my it's 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 one of my favorite movies ever. But the the scene with Bill Murray and um, and Steve Martin in the dentist office is fucking classic, classic. There, I mean that that is humor to its best. Yep. Because he's just, like, trying. Like, he gets out the rustiest fucking, like, he's got that drill with the pedal. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta like this. <laughs> <laughs> the bill's, like, waiting in the, mer- in the in the waiting room. Yeah, he's sicko. He's, like, sitting there with his feet up. He's getting all excited. Yeah, it's good stuff. The cotton in the mouth, the cotton things in the mouth. God, it's so funny. All right, baby. <laughs> So, and if, if there's nothing else on Mr. Martin, oh. I have to put this guy on my list. And and frankly, I know he's not a he's not a comedic actor. He's not a comedian. And and Aaron may have him on his list too. I don't know because we're I know we're both big fans of this cat, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, oh yeah, he's funny. Gordon Ramsay's one of the funniest. Fuck it, like. I, I, I know some people know this, some people might not, but when I'm having a bad day, my my go-to expression is the fucking bass is fucking raw. Because there, there is a scene from, from Hell's Kitchen where Gordon Ramsay just loses it about this raw bass. Or the fact that he calls people a donut. <laughs> or just some of the fuckwit. Just some of the shit that he comes up with. Is you know like this lamb should still have fur on it. Just he he is. Or the customer whistles at him. <laughs> and he's like, "You gonna whistle at me? Like I'm a dog?" And it's like this female, and she's like, Whoosh. "Like like chef chef trying to get his attention." Then she whistles at him, and he goes, "You're gonna whistle at me? Like I'm a fucking dog? You look more like a dog than I do, bitch." <laughs> Now my hey, why fav- did we even walk up to that counter? <laughs> my, fa- my favorite Ramsey line 
other than the fucking bass is fucking raw, because that's a that's a motto in my life. Is they they have and those of you that don't watch Ramsey's shows, um, Hell's Kitchen, you should. If you're not, you're missing out. But they have a uh, blind taste test to test the chef's palates. You're a turkey. Yes. <laughs> He, he he gives them a food, and they have to tell it blindfolded with headphones on that are canceling out all the noise and everything. What this food is, and he gives this guy chicken, and the guy says turkey. <laughs> and Gordon Ramsay lifts up the guy's like left headphone and goes, "You're the turkey." <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I use almost every day of my life, at least in my brain. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, I know some people might not associate Gordon Ramsay that way, but he makes me fucking laugh, so I had to put him on the list. I like when he goes to the restaurants, like, eats the food. Yeah, and he's like, this tastes like dog food. It's cat, yeah. it's cat food. Because, like, he's always cool with the waitress, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Or the server or whatever, because that guy or gal is just the person bringing the food, you know? <clears throat> so then he's always, like, knocking the shit. Like, the waiter or waitress will be like... Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, making fun of the boss, you know? He's like, the hamburger. This is a dog food pate. <laughs> <laughs> and the, just, the, the server goes back and they're like, you look, he says fucking garbage. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, the guy's awesome. Doesn't give two fucks about nobody. <laughs> Except kids. Like, when you watch this shit yeah. with the kids, it's all yeah. cool and everything. Yeah, Kendall and I watch MasterChef Junior, and it's like, it's a totally different Ramsey. You know? <laughs> like, the worst he does on there is he'll taste something and he'll go, oh dear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he doesn't go, you fucking little twat. <laughs> <laughs> I would still watch it. He tells that one lady on Hell's Kitchen that one time, he's like, get out of here, you fucking cow no you're not a fucking cow you're a fucking hog <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god if i didn't have an hr department <laughs> i would be gordon ramsay <laughs> there was the one episode where he was gonna kick out the because usually he'll just be like you fuck off out of here yeah fuck off out of here i like there it was, there i was like it one i like he was it. gonna throw out the entire kitchen <laughs> and he was just like you 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 <laughs> The best part about that when he does that is the sound effects because they'll put in that. <laughs> so it'll be like, you, you. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love it. <laughs> I get so much entertainment out of Gordon Ramsay's shows. I love when somebody will roll their eyes or like talk back under their breath. <laughs> yeah. Kind of lap on him or whatever. <laughs> Alright. Next on your list? Uh, let's go with uh, Chris Rock. I didn't have Chris Rock on my list. He would have been if I had a top 15. But, um, yes, Chris Rock is definitely up there as a funny motherfucker. In, yes. my, for in my formidable days, like, Chris Rock was at the top of my list for stand-up comedians. Um... God, so funny. But, Here's some of his lines. You ready? I am, and I probably know them all. If a woman tells you tells you she's 20 and looks 16, she's 12. <laughs> if she tells you she's 26 and looks 26, she's damn near 40. <laughs> uh, I love his 
routine about OJ the OJ trial about yeah. the OJ about the OJ prize. You know, he's like OJ Simpson verdict: <laughs> black people too happy, white people too mad. <laughs> I've been waiting for my OJ prize for six weeks and it ain't come in the mail yet. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, <laughs> if that had been Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> He'd be eating cereal right now. <laughs> He'd be eating cereal right now. Uh, and when he talks about the, um, um, I want some extra cheese on my Whopper. The the fucking custody. Oh my god. Summer Summer Chris Rock. The biggest piece of chicken. <laughs> yep, the biggest pork chop actually. And biggest that's pork the chop. The biggest pork chop. Yeah, Chris Rock like. Like I back in back in the nineties, man, his stand up. I I bought all his books. That guy was funny as fuck. And you know, I think I think another reason that that you and I can identify to him is where we grew up. Yeah. You know, just some of the jokes that he made about growing up in the inner city, and it just Chris Rock is so funny. And he said, "Men lie the most. Women lie the biggest." Men. <laughs> Would be like I was at Kevin's house. <laughs> <laughs> Women are like, "It's your baby." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It's funny you said Kevin's house, and I'm not trying to get off topic here with uh, with Chris Rock, but it 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 taught me to. And he's not in my he's not in my top ten here, but it brought me back to Martin Lawrence too, like. Martin Lawrence was really funny. Like the yeah. you said Kevin's house and what made me think of Craig him. And them? Yes, Craig and them. I was out with Craig and them. Like <laughs> the, Martin La- and that show was really fucking funny. Yeah. Like just the the same type of humor. I Martin Lawrence, I guess just I don't know, he kind of faded away as far as stand up went. He was his own Martin Lawrence was his own worst enemy. That's true. That's true. Like like he like Martin Lawrence didn't, I don't want to say it, like, he would go into an environment where you weren't supposed to be controversial or crude or crass and would do it just to do it because he wanted to, like, you know, buck the system. Whereas Chris Rock understood his audience and where you can and can't do something like that. Right. And I'm not saying that, I don't want to say it, and, and that's not a bad thing in comedy, especially if you want to stay relevant, you want to stay in the mint, you want to keep working and doing this, that, and that. Like, like Martin Lawrence went on SNL and made jokes about dirty vaginas and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's not the environment. You're not a Def Jam right now, right? You know what I mean? And and people can say, oh well. That that person sold out if they were like that. It's like no, they're they're a professional. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's doing. it's just like wrestling. You know, you want to you want to do you want to do you want to um, cater to a audience that's going to watch ECW, or do you want to cater to an audience that's going to watch WWE and bring their kids to the show? You yeah, know? yeah, no, it, it's it, I totally see what you're saying, Martin. You're right. He was his own worst enemy. He stepped on his own dick a lot. Yep, and um, here's some other lines. <laughs> <laughs> Who's judging American Idol? Paula Abdul, P- 
Paula Abdul judging a singing contest, singing contest is like Christopher Reeves judging a dancing contest. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not a joke that Chris Rock's going to make on SNL. You know? But he'll go on HBO and make yes, that shit. I was going to say, he'll go on HBO in his leather jacket and make that fucking joke. Yeah. Um, All right. Hold every, on. I'm not trying uh-huh. to cut you off. One of my favorite Chris Rock jokes. And I'm going to do my awful white guy Chris Rock impression when I do this joke. The 1997 MTV Video Music Awards. Marilyn Manson performed at the end of the show. And it was your your Marilyn Manson performance. You know, there were... He was dressed like a priest. And there were, like, nuns dressed like sluts. And and Chris Rock says after that happens, everybody in this building needs to go to church right now. <laughs> <laughs> Popped me, and I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. That was so funny. Like his his natural reaction to a Marilyn Manson performance was fucking great. And that's how they ended the show. That was the end of the show. Was Chris Rock saying everybody in this building needs to go to church right now <laughs> with his big long fingers and the delivery? It was fucking great, man. That was fucking fantastic. Well, every town, every town has two malls. <laughs> The one white people go to, and the one white people used to go to. <laughs> and believe me, Aaron That's a dated Aaron, joke, that's a dated joke, but it's funny. <laughs> but Aaron knows this, I worked in the one that white people used to go to. <laughs> in Northtown, Northtown in Toledo. But yes, Chris Rock is funny motherfucker, or yes. <laughs> and then here's... Ah, here's, <laughs> here's my favorite like weird Chris Rock joke. Whenever I go out with other married couples, I like to bring along a single crackhead just to spice shit up. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Rock. <laughs> but I love that mall joke. <laughs> Nobody under the age of what? 35 will understand it. Nah. That's a nice joke. So, the next guy on my list, he should probably be higher, but I didn't really, like Aaron said, like Aaron said, I didn't rank mine necessarily by, Aaron and I are both students of comedy. We were raised by a dad and a grandfather who loved comedy, a mother who loves comedy, so we're students of comedy. You, 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 you almost take a different. I'm not trying to be arrogant, and Aaron, you can tell me if I'm off base. But you almost take a different look at it when you're a a comedic person and you're a student of comedy. You kind of study the art of it. So that that being said, like I said, I didn't rank these people necessarily other than number one in order. But anyway, number nine on my list that I wrote down. This guy is not only one of the funniest humans to ever ever live. He is one of the funniest actors. He is one of the funniest stand-ups. You you're not going to see a moment honestly of this guy on camera where he's not funny and it's Robin Williams. Yeah, he's on my list. Um 
fuck. I mean, fuck. Like, that guy, he may be, he may be, and, okay, spoiler alert, Heenan's probably going to be number one on Aaron's list, too. Um, I put Heenan number one on my list just because it's Heenan. Maybe Robin's funnier than Heenan. Like, because Robin Williams, I mean, even his stand-up, he didn't even write it. You know what I mean? He just went out on stage and did it. And (sighs) Robin Williams is one of those guys where his outtakes are almost funnier than the actual movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, (sighs) I can't even... I'm trying to think of... It's hard to to narrow it down with him, but I'm going to use a couple of of, of examples. One is... I'll use Mrs. Doubtfire. You know. You know that the scene where... You know when he's he's in the... (laughs) He's in the fucking, like, social service office or whatever, and he's doing the job interview thing? Yeah. You know that was all improvised. That fucking hot dog joke. I'm a hot dog. I'm a hot dog. And then he just <laughs> straightens his body. That is so funny. And then, um, like. And that, I know that was ad lib because they even leave. Doesn't the chick laugh? And like, she she kind of like chuckles. Yeah, she get, she tries to stay in character. Or Bicentennial Man. When he tells that doctor joke and he's like, do you mind if I numb your breast? That's okay. Num, 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 num. <laughs> And his stand-up is, honest to God, like, every time... I can watch it a million times and it puts me in tears. You know, there there's that HBO special that Williams has. And in the background of the stage, those of you that have... I don't even know what the special's called, so I don't know how to refer you to it. But there's, a, there's an HBO special with Robin Williams. And in the background... There is this big, like they make a mosaic, and there's an eyeball, all right? And he points to the eyeball, and on the fly he says, look at that, that's what a clitoris sees. (laughs) That's the line. That's just, it's fucking great. I mean, the guy was so funny, so funny. Um, It's a bit about... Or, or, uh, or... About, about... Um, how do you know if you're an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. And, <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, here's the first sign. You wake up in the morning, fully clothed, and go, huh, someone shit in my pants last <laughs> night. Uh, or his thing about Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. He's like an alcoholic will be. He's like we're bipolar as hell. I love you. I love you. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. Poor me. Poor me. I love Poor his, me. Another drink. <laughs> I love his thing about cats too. Who loves kitty? Yeah. <laughs> when he's like the cat's like licking its ass. It's like who loves kitty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a funny man. Like we yeah. could we could probably do a whole episode on Robin Williams, um, and and, um, I, and you know what, Working Mindy's a great show. Yeah, and and you know what, I mean, if and I, I know it goes away from the the humor bot. The, was, <laughs> I know it goes away. This curse word on his planet, 
Shizbot. <laughs> I know it goes away from the humor of him, too, but... <clears throat> like, one of my favorite movies, and to be perfectly honest with you, a movie that, that you know, for a, for a cold-hearted fuck, just touches my heart. Patch Adams. Like... To watch that movie and to watch his portrayal of that of that man, and you know him him doing the the jokes with the kids and and doing the joke like there's that <laughs> they have that they have that uh, the like he's in the in the um, what do I say the support session or whatever at the clinic and that one guy can't put his arm down. But he makes it funny, you know, and it's not mean, yeah. it's just funny. He's like, <laughs> who got a boner last night? And that guy's got his arm up. And it's, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, he was so, <laughs> he was so good. And I mean, what a loss, what a loss. Like, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a celebrity guy where I'm like, oh, the celebrity died. I'm going to post on Facebook. I'm so sad that this, when Robin Williams died, that was a sad fucking day, you know, and yeah. the, 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 world, about, the world lost some fucking sunshine. The, day the joke Robin you just Williams. said about Patch Adams, okay? Mm-hmm. Robin Williams was at a, like a, a Q&A thing and somebody asked him what it was like to be like, you know, a comedian, a struggling comedian or whatever. And, and his quote to this person was, when in doubt, go for a good dick joke. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he said, uh, we had gay burglars bust in last night. They broke in and rearranged everything. <laughs> Can I say this really quick? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know how I almost glazed over it. Is not one of the funniest movies ever and one of the funniest comedic interactions ever. Robin Williams and Nathan Lane in the birdcage. Everybody is, in that movie that, is fun. That is one of my top ten favorite movies ever. My, one of my favorite scenes, and this is just to point out Robin Williams, because I, I, I'll probably bring up Hank Azaria here too. When he is trying to teach Nathan Lane how to be manly, and Nathan Lane does the John Wayne walk, and then Robin Williams is like, oh. And Nathan Lane's like, Nathan Lane's like oh, what, did I get it wrong? And he's like, no. It was perfect. I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. (laughs) Now, I want to say this. I'm sorry. I want to say this. And this is getting off Robin Williams, but Hank Azaria's character in that movie, Agador Spartacus, (laughs) the shoes. (laughs) Everybody in that movie is fine. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. It's so good. Goddamn kitty. <laughs> the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> Money's on the table, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's telling the stories, like, we love to go through Ohio. Yeah, Gene Hatton. I was just saying, Gene Hatton is even funny when he's, like, describing the foliage. <laughs> the foliage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what's funny? His, his, his wife. You know what's funny? What's, you know what's, her name? what's, her name? what's her real name? Oh, God, I can't remember. I'll remember um, it later, but she's like, what are they doing on these bowls? Are they wrestling? Or? <laughs> and then Robin Williams is like, oh. 
boop, dumps the soup in there quick. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you gotta come out with the main course. The soup is the main course. <laughs> it's a soup. It's a main course. <laughs> Don't they put that big picture of Jesus up? He's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's a great yeah, movie. That movie's so funny. <laughs> and he can't fucking Agador Spartacus in them shoes. He's like, dinner is served. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Got off track. Sorry. Here's, here's another question he asks. Do you think God gets stoned? <laughs> I do. I mean, look at the platypus. And here is, it might be my favorite Robin Williams joke ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, not bit. This just it, it, this might be my favorite just on its own Robin Williams joke ever. Do you know the difference between a tornado and a divorce in the South? <laughs> Nothing. Someone's losing a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like his joke. I like his joke about suicide bombers, <laughs> where he's like, they think they're gonna get seventy-two virgins when they go to heaven, but they get up there and it turns out it's seventy-two Virgils. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> And then did he say it was Virginians, too? Yes. I'm it's sorry. Virginia. Yes. No, you're right. It's not Virgils. It's Virginians. Yes. Yes. I, I, I fucked it up. But yeah, that's, that's fucking funny. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we spent like 45 minutes on my number nine. What's your number eight, Aaron? Well, like I said, it's not a number. Well, yeah, just, I know, but I'm just saying. Well, you're throwing me off saying numbers, so... Is that, uh, so we'll go with Bill Murray. I didn't put Bill Murray on my list, but you are absolutely on point. Um, one of his motivational quotes is, whatever you do, always give 100%. Well, unless you're donating blood. <laughs> okay. So... We could go through quotes from Ghostbusters. We could go through quotes from Groundhog Day. I'm going to say this. One of my favorite Bill Murray things. Aaron's going to spoil it because he's going to talk over me. You've heard the French fry story, right? Yes. Okay. Let me tell it. (laughs) Okay. Bill Murray, they, they have a whole thing about real people interacting with Bill Murray. And this is why Bill Murray is so funny, because it's real. There's a girl who writes a story about how she's in a restaurant in L.A. I believe it's L.A. And she's eating with her friend, and Bill Murray's in the restaurant. And he comes by as he's leaving, and he picks up one of her french fries, dips it in ketchup, eats the french fry, looks at her and go goes, Nobody's ever going to believe you. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. That is fucking funny at its funniest best. Um, I'll let you elaborate more because you brought him up. Um, 
I was just gonna list um, <clears throat> my five favorite movies of his. Um, <laughs> and they're Groundhog Day, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Scrooge, and Stripes. Those are my favorite Bill Murray movies. Um, every again. single one. Say, say them again. Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Scrooged, and Stripes. I am, I am on board with that because Groundhog Day. You said Groundhog Day first. Is that your favorite? Yes. Me too. Me too. And then his portrayal of Peter Bankman is my second favorite. It's, it's Groundhog Day is a fantastic movie. It is. It's it's um, it's an amazing movie. Like Groundhog Day is one of those movies that I watch at least twice a year, just because I want to watch it. You know, just because I want to laugh, I want to smile. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just it's it's an Aaron's right. It's an amazing, amazing movie. And anybody else, it wouldn't have been anything with anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Bill Murray, like. What I like, if you try to think of like Groundhog Day starring somebody other than Bill Murray, you're like, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> and he's one of those guys that, in real life, you know, people say he's kind of a dick or whatever. It's like, you know what? With this guy, I don't care. Like, I if I meet Bill Murray, I want him to be a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like I would like when they say you don't want to meet your heroes because they'll just let you down because they're going to be jerks. It's like I I would be kind of upset if like I met Bill Murray and he was just like super nice. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to be. Or when she's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm thinking about Ghostbusters now. You know, like <laughs> there is no that whole there is no more Dana only Zool scene. You know. Yeah. He's, and then, like, they, they I say... I you inside me. I think there's already enough people in there already. <laughs> <laughs> or, or later on, he's like, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> she sleeps above her covers. Like, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, four feet like, above, four four feet above, feet above, above her, her covers. covers. She barks, she drools, she claws. <laughs> Dogs and cats living, living together. Living together. <laughs> oh, and you know, even, like... I don't know. Even like his his more obscure movies, like you have to give him a chance, peeps. You just have to. Like they're. I didn't think when I saw the trailer for Rushmore that I was gonna like it. And it's great. Yeah, Tannenbaum's is great. Mm-hmm. The one that I didn't think I'd like when I saw the ad, like the trailer for it, was that Life Aquatic movie. I yeah, didn't think I'd like that. That's really good too. It's, I mean, it's more ethereal. Like I don't know. It's 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 the, the humor of it is more ethereal and subtle, but it's really funny. Like when yeah. you when you like that's a movie that, to be perfectly honest with you was funnier the second time I watched it. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was kind of lost. <laughs> but the, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, that one he made with uh, 
was it Scarlett Johansson or whatever that Lost in Translation movie? Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. But yeah, Bill Murray, man, he's he's, and I'm not saying like his SNL stuff was really good. Um, he's got like, um, <clears throat> if you go back and listen to like some of his National Lampoon stuff, it was good shit. I mean, yeah, the guy was I I was he responsible for Land Shark? No, Land Shark was chubby. Was it okay? I, I, honest to God, couldn't remember which yeah. one it was. That was Chevy Chase. He'd be like... <laughs> Pentagram. Pentagram. <laughs> That's a guy I didn't put on my list that I should have. Fuck, I hate this list, because it's like, I'm thinking of all these people that I'm like, Chevy Chase is fucking funny, too. Fuck it. I know yeah. he's he's an asshole as well, but... God, what a funny goddamn guy. <laughs> yeah. Candy cram. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. So the yeah, next the next person on my list was Steve Martin, who we already discussed. Um so I will go to Mr. Richard Pryor. Man. Um Richard Pryor is I mean, not only was he a great stand-up, but I'm going to tell you, folks, the funniest movie ever made, and if you disagree, honestly, I can't talk to you. The funniest movie ever made is Blazing Saddles. And Richard Pryor wrote that movie with Mel Brooks. And Richard Pryor's stand-up is, if you... If you're if you're one of these um, modern day, I, I don't care, whatever, fuck, it's my show. If you're one of these modern day pussy, I'm offended by everything. People, you're probably not gonna want want to watch Richard Pryor because it's gonna offend you somehow, some way. It but, offends you, suck a dick. Yes, Richard Pryor is so funny and. I mean, all you have to do to know funny is to know the self-deprecating of funny. Richard Pryor was freebasing, and he set himself on fire. Literally. He set himself on fire. And one of his funniest jokes is based on his own suffering. When he's talking about... When he's talking about being washed. Aaron yeah. knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't wash me! <laughs> He's all excited about it. We talking about... He talks that, about that, going to Africa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the gazelle are out there and they're like, they they hear it and there's the one that doesn't hear it and they're like <laughs> cheetah, huh? <laughs> cheetah, what? <laughs> cheetah, huh? It's your ass. <laughs> Fuck me. And the one and the and the one gazelle like like sidestepped one cheetah and he he was going so fast he rolled like another mile <laughs> down the road. And that cheetah was like, next time it's your ass, motherfucker. 
I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> when he's like, I got off the plane, and the guy was like, Moon. <laughs> yes, my brother. <laughs> like, that's so funny. He's so funny. <laughs> or was so funny. But My favorite bit is like when he's talking about how he was hooked up with these organized crime guys. <laughs> like he goes to help pay for dinner and they're, they're like, Richard, we're crying. And crime doesn't pay. <laughs> Like, he he was fucking funny, and I'm not going to use the term they use in it, but you just brought up Chevy Chase, and if you want to watch something funny, watch Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor doing, like, the word association bit from SNL. Oh, God. You could could never do that now. No. I mean... I'm not going to. But I'm saying... (laughs) My thing is, you could never do that now, but you should be able to, because if you're not a fucking bigot, and you're humorous, why does it matter? Like, I make jokes about white people all the time. Why does it fucking matter? You know? Like, one of our listeners, who I work with, Todd posted the other he's black he posted the other day on his facebook um my neighbor this is december in ohio folks my neighbor is mowing his lawn i will never understand white people (laughs) and i posted to him i'm still trying to figure us out myself that's not offensive fuck who fucking cares we're all people I don't understand this whole political correct shit anyway. Like, that's a whole nother show. But I just don't... I don't understand it. Like, why can't we just have fun? Like, why does everybody have to be fucking offended by everything anymore? That's why comedy isn't funny anymore. Honestly, that's why I don't watch modern comedic movies. It's not... It's not for the fact of, oh, well, we can't tell, like, racist jokes against black, white, Asian, Hispanic... We can't tell anything. We can't ever point out anything. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm getting off on a fucking rant here, but that's what humor is. It's not meant to be offensive. It's meant to be a... a, a, a we're supposed to have levity. We all know that every one of us has something wrong with us. So why can't we joke about it? Why are you so fucking sensitive about everything all the time? And I, I am almost positive looking at his body of work, that Richard Pryor would agree with me. I wholeheartedly believe, ah, agree that Richard Pryor, he, he almost made my list. He almost made my list. But, but I do need to grab a beer. Very well. So give me one minute. Richard Pryor, funny motherfucker. Yes, and the next guy on my list, I didn't write down (coughs) lines or anything, but, um, excuse me, he is somebody that, um, when I was a kid, was somebody that, like, when I first started thinking things were funny, I I don't know how to explain it, but it's David Letterman. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
kind of look alike. I, I mean, okay. obviously, I, I'm only 36 years old. So when he was off, when he was, like, you know, on after Carson or whatever, I wasn't seeing that. But, like, when he first, like, went to, like, CBS and things like that, you know. Like, he was on at night talking about things that I knew about now. And and he had, like, such a weird sense of humor and, like, stupid human tricks and just all kinds of shit that he would do. His top ten list always cracked me up. Larry, Larry King, he kind of looked like a hoot owl. Yeah, like, and this guy <laughs> was, like, super funny to me. And I just, I love David Letterman. And I, I think he's still... To this day, one of the funniest people ever. He is, definitely. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, like... Um, he can just be like, got any gum? <laughs> it would be funny. If anybody else was just like, you got any gum? <laughs> I mean... I like to watch Letterman and Norm Macdonald work together. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, Norm Macdonald is, is essentially Letterman. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he is he is that caliber of... He's on my list. Subtle, yet just the funniest shit you've ever heard humor. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... To me, like... He he's he's Johnny Carson to me. You know what I mean? Like I watch Johnny Carson now, like in clips and things like that. I'm like, yeah, this guy was funny. This guy, you know, was great. But I wasn't old enough to like, you know, stay up and watch Carson and shit like that. But I was I did like on Fridays when I could stay up late enough to watch Letterman. I felt like. This is something that, you know, I don't get to see every, all the time, and I shouldn't be watching it, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. But, yeah, this guy, Letterman is so fucking fantastic. Absolutely. So funny. Like, I can't even... I can't even explore the the humor of Dave Letterman. Um, and, you know... The other thing that was equally funny about him was he is, he was one of the best people of working off of his counterpart. You know what I mean? Like, being able to just improvise with that person that he's interviewing or whatever, or taking an awkward situation during an interview and making it funny. Uh, The Andy Kaufman shit, the Madonna shit, you know, just so funny. And and see, it's like, um, Leno is a funny guy. Yeah. Jay Leno's a funny guy, but, when I would watch Jay Leno, part of me felt like even when he was interviewing somebody, Jay Leno wanted to be the star of the interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. Letterman wasn't like that. Like, Letterman would be funny and would be irreverent and would banter, but but 
the person he was interviewing was the main focus point of the interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, like car, like like cars. Leto had the same problem that Jimmy Fallon has now, where it's Fallon wants to make everything come back to like being about him. You know, mm-hmm. like at the end of the bit, he's the one dancing or whatever. Right. Like he'll even take like a joke that somebody else makes and turn it into something for him. You know, that's kind of how Leto was, but Letterman wasn't like that. Letterman was, I, I just think he's, I, in my opinion, my humble opinion, David Letterman is the greatest talk show host of all time. Yeah. And um, I'm sure if I was like 67 years old, I'd probably be like, no, it's Johnny Carson. But no, it's, it's David Letterman. Um, Yes, I agree because, like I said, I mean the the one of the one of the tr- one of the great attributes of someone who is is comedic is also being able to feed off of the person that you're you're speaking to, yeah, and improvise. Um, and I mean, most definitely, if you're looking at at, at late night talk show host, I mean, uh, there's nobody better than Letterman. You know, he can match wits with anybody and still not make it a combative thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had a lot of people on his show where you you would see something that they said, and you'd be like, ooh, you could have a fight about this. But Letterman would turn it into something humorous and lighthearted. And, yeah, I mean, the guy's, the guy's a comedic genius. Yep. So next on my list of funniest motherfuckers ever, is Jeff Ross. And I can't necessarily say that I can, at this very moment, point out a direct quote. But if you want to watch somebody roast people, Jeff Ross is your guy. He wouldn't fuck Andy Dick's pussy with <laughs> B. Arthur's dick. B. Arthur. One of his <laughs> sort of jokes. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> he also asked Courtney Love, how does Kurt how does Kurt Cobain look better than you right now? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> the like, I, the reason I wouldn't put a Jeff Ross on, a Jeff Ross a Jeff Ross on my list is unless he's doing that, I don't find Jeff Ross funny. Like no. I've seen like stand up of Jeff Ross, and he doesn't really do it for me. But when he's doing insulting humor of other people, yes, I find it funny. But just like when I'd see him do bits and stuff, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. Um, if you want to watch, have you, did you ever watch Bumping Mics? Yes. Yeah, that that's fantastic. Have you ever watched Jeff Ross 
Insult Criminals. Yes. Yeah, that's great, too. I'll watch Jeff Ross insult anybody. <laughs> maybe I'm just a... Maybe I'm just a... Uh, a terrible, terrible human being that likes to watch someone get roasted. I don't know. Um, like, <laughs> he he's with this group of... <laughs> he's with this group of white supremacists. And he's like, we got the whites only section up here. Happy Hanukkah, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> He tells the one guy, you're one of those rare people who look like a child and a child molester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> you, guys are trying, you guys are laughing really loud because someone's trying to build a tunnel right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I put, I, put, I put Mr. Ross on my list. Um, he kind of replaced one of the guys that I said I had two guys that I knew were that I knew were going to be on your list, so I didn't put them on mine. So we'll see if I look silly as the show ends. But who's next on your list? Uh, the next person on my list, I'll go with. Uh, let's go with Groucho Marx. Also on my list. Actually, number three on my list. Um, Groucho Marx is... He's probably... He probably has the greatest one-liners of anybody in history. Yes. Um. He's, he's talking to Margaret Dumont. And he says... <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. We have a little house with a white picket fence. And I come home from work. And you're bent over the oven. I can't see the oven. <laughs> <laughs> or he's talking to two women at the same time. We get married. We should get married. <laughs> but that would be bigamy. I know it would be bigamy too. Be big of all of us. <laughs> It'd be big of all of us. <laughs> um, I put some bits on here that I like, but like, um, it's <laughs> he would say what would be considered like racy shit for the time too. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like joke. Um, like everybody talks about the, like I shot up. I shot a. Elephant in pajamas. How I got my pajamas? Oh, I'll, never, I'll know. never know. But there's a there's a line in there, and he goes, "We took pictures of the native girls, but they hadn't developed yet. So we're going <laughs> back next year. Things are hopefully gonna like you know look up, you know." That's <laughs> <laughs> a great joke. And then, um, but like bits, like the the the, the tootsie funniest, fritzy? huh? The tootsie fritzy. Oh, that, that's on my list, but that's not my favorite Groucho Marx thing ever. It's not. My favorite Groucho Marx thing 
is um, on Day of the Races <clears throat> with the Dr. Hackenbush, um, Mr. Whitmore prank phone call. Dr. Hackenbush. Yeah. And and he's telling that guy that, like, like Whitmore's like, he's like okay, you float a call on line one, Mr. Whitmore. <laughs> float a call yeah. on line one. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, Dr. Hackenbush, he used to walk here. And shit, like, I, I, it's hard to explain it without seeing it. But it is fantastic. And the guy that plays Mr. Whitmore, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, he's so mad. He's getting so he's mad. He's so mad. <laughs> like, he's so mad. And, and Groucho is, like, doing, like, Four to, oh, we got a hurricane down here. And he's got, like, the fan going with, like, paper in it. And all, oh, my God. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's my favorite. Gra- like, you could do that in a movie now. And it would be funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> it is fucking fantastic. It is one of the... I would put that in one of the top, like, in the top ten funniest fucking movie scenes of all time. Be that goddamn phone call. It is fucking fantastic. Fantastic. I, I, I love... Yes, that is fan. I love Tootsie Fritzy. Like, that whole scene, yeah. the whole... I'm getting a... <laughs> at the end, yeah, it's like, fine I'm getting Tootsie Fritzy right Tootsie now. Tootsie Fritzy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, I bagged a tiger in my pajamas. <laughs> How he got my pajamas, I'll never know. Yeah, it's just, uh, this shit's so funny. And, um, like, none of the Mark, none of the Marx Brothers weren't funny. Right. But, to me, he's, he's the tops, you know, like, fantastic. So... My favorite songs are Lydia, the Tattoo Lady, and Hello, I Must Be Going. Well, I was just about to say, like, I actually, to this day, in my life, I'll be like, I must be going. (laughs) It's all good shit. So next on my list is, and I'm sure he's probably not on yours, Dennis Miller. He's not. But I think he's funny. Dennis Miller is is smart funny. Um, like one of one of my favorite um, <laughs> one of my favorite Dennis Miller routines is when he's talking about um, uh, people with the song "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." Yeah, and he's like, "Ain't no, ain't no dance floor." Large enough with your kabuki shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that Dennis Miller nowadays gets enough attention or enough recognition as he should for how funny he was back in the day. And to me, again, being a 41-year-old guy, maybe, you know, a 20-year-old would look at it and go, this guy ain't that funny. But back then... Dennis Miller was really fucking funny. And he was one of my dudes back in the day, so I'm going to put him on the list. Alright. Unless you have anything else on Mr. Miller. I I, I think that part of Dennis Miller's... 
I don't like his weekend updates are really good, and um, I'm not saying he's not funny, but I just think sometimes he comes I, off. I love Norm, I really do, and you know I do. But uh, but Dennis is definitely my favorite um, weekend update guy. Uh, I I think that I think that that segment, being that it is topical news and political and and t- I think that it fit Dennis Miller's sense of humor the best. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But my favorite thing, like my favorite Dennis Miller, was when he had his show. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, that, the show was great. I liked watching him on his show, and. And the reason I think I liked watching him on his show was that when he was on the show, he didn't come off as smug. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have a problem with somebody being smug, but sometimes I think that's Dennis Miller's problem, is that he comes off a little too smug sometimes. To me. I can and see that. A man that did not come off smug is the next guy I'm trying to talk about. And it's Rodney Dangerfield. He is one of the two that I didn't put on my list because I knew he'd be on your list. He said, my, my wife and I were happy for 20 years. And then we met. <laughs> my, my mom never breastfed me. She said she only liked me as a friend. <laughs> What kind of kid I got? I told him about the birds and the bees, and he told me about the butcher and my wife. I <laughs> <laughs> get no respect. Get no respect. <laughs> Word for a pet shot. People would ask, how big does he get? I think that's a funny joke. They think he's an animal. Come on, it's a funny joke. <laughs> they got nothing from me. I thought that was funny. Oh. <laughs> A girl phoned me the other day and said, Come over, nobody's here. I went over. There was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if you haven't been exposed to Dangerfield, just watch Caddyshack. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all that's all you gotta do. That fucking <laughs> The joke about the hat. <laughs> yeah, this hat's hideous. And Ted Knight's wearing he's like, oh, it looks good on you, though. You know, <laughs> he's got the hat, he goes, oh, look at this hat. Free bowl you of buy soup. it, get a free bowl of soup. <laughs> so Ted Knight's wearing he's like, oh, it looks good on you, though. Jeez. <laughs> and that Ladybugs movie, like, he's got the boy dressed up as a girl playing soccer or whatever, and then Mom finds out about it, and he's like, She's like, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And he's like, what's the problem? I just wanted your son to dress up like a girl and play with my balls. <laughs> the, some of the best stuff you can look up, and honest to God. We were just talking about it. Watch, let it, watch Dangerfield on Johnny Carson. Yes. Watch, if you can, look up on YouTube, Letterman, or I'm sorry, Dangerfield on Carson, and you'll you'll see so, like you've you've never seen Johnny Carson lose it like he does when when Dangerfield's on that show. It's crazy, and he's Probably so like, good, but, so funny. Yeah. 
I just he he was fantastic, and um, what he did for other comedians to get them out there should be acknowledged, and and he he was just he was fantastic. I absolutely agree. Um, <sighs> Doctor Vinny Boombots, all, all this shit, you know. How you doing? How you doing, Ronnie? Oh, doing all right, but a couple weeks ago, I was in rough shape. Rough shape. <laughs> like you could watch him do that over and over again, and still laugh, you know. And and the great thing about it is the, is that, like, <laughs> the the eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you said <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I was in rough shape. Like I just, rough, I pictured his eyes. It big, well, yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> Fucking cracks me up, man. <laughs> so, like, if somebody tells you that they don't think Rodney Dangerfield's funny, they don't know funny. Tell them to fuck off, and we're not friends. <laughs> Next on my list, and I'm sure he's... I'm positive he's on yours. I could be wrong, but... Don Rickles. I didn't put Don on my list. Or he didn't. Really? Yeah. Just because this should go without being said. (laughs) He's talking about Frank Sinatra. And he's like, when you enter a room, you have to kiss his ring. I don't mind, but he has it in his back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story he tells about when he's on that date. Yeah. He tells Frank, oh, she's a big fan, she's a big fan. Come over, introduce yourself. Help me out a lot. And then Frank comes over, he's like, hey, I'm Frank Sinatra. I said, get your seat, I'm trying to eat, god damn it. Who's interrupting me? Get away from here. That him and his wife went to Mexico, drank the water, <laughs> stole. They didn't get the runs. They just got the walks. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> the thing I love about Vegas is a melting pot. <laughs> it's like working Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many people that that guy would make fun of. <laughs> That you shouldn't be able to make fun oh, of. Oh my he god! <laughs> you watch some of those Dean Martin roasts. <laughs> yeah, like he's just like fucking with like Ronald Reagan and Frank Sinatra and fucking all of it. It's just all it's just fucking with these people. It's like nobody else would fuck with these people, but he's doing it. <laughs> then he looks at Mister T or whatever, and he's like, you know, I'm down here. He's like, we're down here roasting Mister T. Why? <laughs> hey, like, it's so simple. Then he like looks at Sam and he's like, Sammy, like he's doing a roast with, like Sammy Davis, and he's like, Sammy Davis, while we're down here roasting you, four of your friends are upstairs robbing my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> he he was just great. And, yeah, 
he, he was fantastic. I brought up Jeffrey Ross earlier because of the roasts. And I have to say that the true roast master was Rickles. Well, the roast from back in the day, like the Dean Martin roasts, are better than the roast now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. They were, they were more creative, they were more sophisticated. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think the shit now is funny. You know, it, it now is funny, but now it's just like, you know, you want the the shock value of it or whatever. Back then, it was more, you had to think about it more. You know yeah. what I mean? And I can yeah. believe that Don Rickles was writing his jokes, you know? Oh, yeah. Now, now it's like Mike Tyson's going to go up there and say some shit. Mike Tyson didn't write that. It was written for him, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. nobody wrote nobody wrote Foster Brooks jokes about... Um, uh, Lucille Ball or whoever he was going to go up there and make fun of. Foster Brooks wrote that shit himself. Don Rickles wrote his shit himself. It's like it's just actually, actually Don Rickles is probably like Robin Williams. He didn't even write it. He yeah, just, he just went out there and said it. So I'm saying like they. So I I like those more than the new ones. So who's next on your list? Uh, the next person on my list is, I only have two people that I know, well, I have one guy that I know you'll have on there, but um, I'm sure you, you'll probably have this guy on your list too, and it'll be more his movies we'll go over, is Mel Brooks. Yes. Actually, um, no. And not because... <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. He wouldn't be on my list. But he, along with Dangerfield, is one of the people that I didn't put on my list because I knew he'd be on your list. So his five movies in my order are Young Frankenstein, History of the World Part 1, Blazing Saddles, Men in Tights, and then Spaceballs. So we kind of disagree a little bit there. Because I think that Blazing Saddles is the funniest movie ever made. So that's number one for me. Um, Blazing Saddles is hands down the funniest movie ever made. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, it's it's a, a, a the thing about Blazing Saddles is that it is not only a funny movie. But it is, it's funny for the right reasons, because it is a parody on exactly what it is discussing. Yeah. You know, Blazing Saddles is a, it is a, it is a destruction of bigotry in a humorous way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, We're going to offer you a laurel and hearty handshake. <laughs> that's che- that's the cheesy joke of the movie. I know, like, but see, that sometimes with Mel, that's the shit that pops me the most. Right. But 
I mean, you have... I love when when Bart wakes... I can't remember Gene Wilder's name off the top of my head, but I've had, like, 26 beers. But anyway, he's like... When he wakes him up, and he's like, Are we awake? Are we black? Are we black? Yes, we are. Then, yes, we are awake. And very confused. (laughs) Mongo-like candy. (laughs) Um, I could quote that movie all day. And and laugh. You know, is it Twoo? You know what his name was, Jim. It's Twoo. It's Twoo. (laughs) It's so funny. And if you, and that's another one of those things where if you are not, if you were, if you were, if you were, if you have your mindset in this. That's Headley. <laughs> Headley. <laughs> watch me faggots. <laughs> like, but if you have, if you watch this movie, Blazing Saddles, and you have your mindset in this concrete, we don't understand humor sad sack honestly sad sack mentality of today's modern view on things you're going to be offended by this but you have to come outside of that and you have to realize that it's not that way it's a parody of bigotry that, that that's why to me it's the funniest movie ever made because i i am in, in no way no shape no form a bigot so this movie is super funny to me because it's the ultimately ultimate parody of bigotry. And Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor, who I mentioned on my list, wrote this movie together. And it is the funniest movie ever made. Yeah. I, I, and a, a, a thing that doesn't get enough credit in that movie is um, um, <clears throat> a person who doesn't get enough credit in that movie is Madeline Kahn. She's funny as fucking hell. Oh, yes, yeah, she is. Absolutely. That, that's why I just said, it's twoo. It's twoo. Yeah. The, I'm tired. Like, that, that's <laughs> great. Bit. Her little burlesque, I'm tired thing is fucking fantastic. Madeline Kahn was funny as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's funny in fucking Young Frankenstein, which is like my favorite Mel Brooks movie. And... I just Men in Tights is great, and it's just everything the guy ever did was funny. <laughs> and um, a lot of people deadpan it and whatever, but <clears throat> Get Smart was a funny show. I thought, right? Like when we'd sit down and watch Nick at Night, and they would play Get Smart. I thought Get Smart was a funny show. I mean, Mel Brooks is fantastic. He's still funny. I don't know if you ever watched when he. Uh, he wasn't the the person going and getting coffee, but um, Seinfeld did a oh, yeah, comedian targeting coffee with Carl Reiner. Yeah, oh, God. over Carl Reiner's house, and like it was the day that Mel Brooks was gonna come over and watch TV and shit. And it's like Jerry Seinfeld, Carl Reiner, and Mel Brooks just sitting around shooting the shit. Yeah, it's one of it's and, one of my favorite things ever. And and Mel is like still just there, you know what I mean? Yeah, fucking fantastic. <clears throat> Men in tights. Men in tights is like 
when people talk about Mel Brooks movies, that's the one I think they talk about the least. But it's it's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> hey, Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. No. Hey, hey Lincoln. Lincoln. Um. Yeah, they flower her in a tower. Too. <laughs> From this day forward, every toilet in the land shall be known as a John. <laughs> I have a mole. <laughs> when Richard Lewis is in that town, he's like, blow. He's like, no, I mean, blow. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. The only thing I've ever liked Richard Lewis in, because I don't like him. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, like that's the, that movie is the only thing I ever liked Richard Lewis in. He's fucking stupid, but that movie, he's great. As 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 John. Um. But yeah, I mean, Mel Brooks, a body of work that cannot be denied, and if you deny it, you don't know humor. Humor. No matter what I say. No matter what I do, do not open <laughs> this door. Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> For the love of God, would you open the that, goddamn door? <laughs> that's another underrated movie. I know, that's why it's my number one. <laughs> and not to mention, also... When Igor's like, a couple of nasty switches over here, but I ain't gonna be the first... <laughs> Werewolf, werewolf, werewolf. <laughs> Another underrated. What knockers? Well, thank you. What <laughs> <laughs> do you like to roll in the hay? And then they just like give each other the side eye, and then she's like, roll, roll, roll in the hay. <laughs> so silly. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, the putting on the Ritz in Young Frankenstein. That's what I'm saying. It is. It's like it's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's 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 so fucking surreal and just insane, but funny. <laughs> and it oh my god, it's fantastic. Young Frankenstein is like one of the most surreal, weird. It's it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love that goddamn movie. Well, and you said you said open the door. What about Dracula Dead and Loving It with Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> open the door. <laughs> open the other door. <laughs> Such good stuff. So, all right, you said Mel Brooks. The next one on my list was, we already discussed him, Groucho Marx. So, uh, what are you down to? You got two left, one left? I have two, but I gotta do a number one. Okay. So I'll be right back. I have to pee. So Mel Brooks, definitely a legend in making us laugh. And the next one on my list is, and this is second to, to first on my list, because we've covered everybody that I wanted to cover so far. It is 
a man who was not only, to me, a comedian, but also a philosopher, George Carlin. Yeah, I knew he'd be on your list. George George Carlin is, to me, again, like I said, not only just a comedian, but a philosopher. Like, George Carlin had a way, to me, of looking at life like no one... No one else did. Um, and Carlin was... I, I'm going to go back to my childhood here because Carlin was someone who my parents, our parents, let me be, let me be exposed to even though some of his stuff was, was explicit. But I listened to George Carlin very early in my life and... There is there is something that sticks out to me. It's it's one of my first my first comedic memories. It's George Carlin and his I forget which album it is to be honest. It's his book club. He has a commercial for a book club. And one of the books that <laughs> that he advertises on the book is how to kill an a- how to kill a rat with an oboe, <laughs> and that's so funny to me. Or um, the Rice Krispies. I distinctly heard snap, crackle, fuck him. You can just sit in the bowl. You can just sit in the bowl and soak in the milk, or stay on the edge of the bowl and get dry and. Die. <laughs> And then the later stuff, you know, with his is it just his commentary on on modern civilization, you know, um, Carlin. Somebody move this shit so I can put my stuff. Yes, out. yes, it's shit. Everybody else's shit and your stuff is stuff. Somebody move this shit so I can put my stuff down. Or when he you- just piles of shit, like flowers, <laughs> just little piles of shit. My favorite one is, or not my favorite one, it might be my favorite one, because a lot of times, you know, the first thing you hear is, like, your favorite or whatever. Um, The thing that when I was a kid, the first thing I heard that I was like, oh, this guy's awesome, (laughs) is is the interview with Jesus. Mm -hmm. When he's talking about the prayers. Yeah, or when he's like, you know, like, what would you want? And he was like, you know, like a bicycle. I did a lot of walking. Yeah, I could pick a bicycle. <laughs> or a Devo hat. Like, Jesus wants a, a Devo, Devo hat. hat. I, I, I just love the prayers thing, you know. Like, people used to pray about, you know, how to kill a yak. <laughs> <laughs> Just so much good stuff. Um, one of my favorite routines that he does, and I, I know a lot of people do the the you know the seven words you can't say. Um, but one of my favorites is when he goes through just the complaints that he has, like uh, white guys who turn their baseball caps backwards to be as cool as black guys. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. (laughs) Um, 
or like when he got older and he would talk about you know death like this you know my my, my latest hobby is scratching off people that i know that have died out of the phone book or whatever <laughs> And, you know, younger viewers aren't even – the younger listeners aren't even going to know about a phone book. But just George Carlin, to me, was, again, not just a comedic person but a philosopher. Um, the smartest, most intelligent comedian to me, stand-up ever. He said he'd like to go to the hotel and take a little sewing kit and sew a button to the lampshade just to let people know he was there. <laughs> a genius. A genius. Yeah. So how many more you got? I have one more. Okay, well, I know who it is, so I'll, I'll go with my last one. That is not um, Bobby Heenan. Yes. And it would be uh, Norm MacDonald. I love Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald is a funny son of a bitch. Norm MacDonald is the funniest person on the planet. <laughs> if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched his Netflix show, you're missing out, people. Um. He, like, for, like, okay, we'll go with, like, you know, you're talking about, like, Jeff Ross with his roast. If you want to watch the greatest roast performance of all time, it's Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Norm MacDonald has the greatest roast performance of all time on the Bob Saget roast. It's fucking fantastic. And um, if you want to watch one of the greatest comedy bits of all time, you need to watch like a stand-up comedy bit of all time. You need to watch his bit about Janice. <laughs> his bit about Janice is fantastic. And everything the guy does is funny. Everything the guy says is funny. And anybody that says Norm MacDonald isn't funny doesn't know what they're talking about. He is a fucking genius. And I, I, I like... He he is the funniest person on the planet, in my opinion. Funniest living person um, on the planet. Yes. Well, the other people are in the planet. <laughs> um. Here's some things. Kenny G will be releasing a fully composed CD of Christmas songs. Happy G- Happy birthday, Jesus! Hope you like crap. <laughs> And you have to you have to hear it in Norm Macdonald's delivery. Yeah. <laughs> the chick that made the the movie with Carrot Top. If you want to watch something funny? Watch this Conan O'Brien when he's on anything. When he, anytime he's with Conan O'Brien, it's great. But uh, um, he's got a great bit of. Like he's on there with her, and he's just the guest, and then she's like the second guest. She's talking about the movie. You know the chick I'm talking about? Yes. She's done that every like um, the world according or like 
everything according to Jim or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do. Why did that make you laugh? Sorry. Yeah, this is Jim Belushi. You know, you know Jim Belushi is right. <laughs> I think I do. Okay, well she was on that show. I can't remember her name. I'm trying to give you shit so you can Google it and maybe like you know help me out till I get there. <laughs> I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not Lou Kibbleman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barry. <laughs> Sorry, Baldrin. <laughs> Yeah, because Lou Kippelman probably gets paid. <laughs> and he has a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, her name is Courtney Thorne-Smith. All right. <laughs> Courtney Thorne-Smith is on Conan O'Brien, and she's making a movie with Carrot Top. <laughs> And Conan, who's also could be on any one of these lists. Yes. Okay? Conan's Con- fantastic. Conan is, Conan is so good at deadpan. Like yeah, He's fantastic. He's a deadpan genius. He's also a champion of self-deprecating humor. He is, absolutely. He will make fun of himself <laughs> more than he'll make fun of anybody else. But anyway, he's interviewing her. And she can't remember the name of the movie that she did with Carrot Top. And Norm MacDonald goes, it's got Carrot Top in it, huh? He's like, I bet I know the name of it. And she's like, oh, yeah, what's that? And he's like, Box Office Poison. <laughs> and you know what's great about that one is, I mean, if, if you know me, I fucking hate Carrot Top. Yeah, and you can tell that Norm MacDonald does. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's the uh, the antithesis of funny. Like, if we were going to do a top ten least funny people, like he, he would be... Norm, Norm he, isn't making fun of her. No. No, not at all. At all. He's making fun of the fact that she made a movie with <sighs> Carrot Top. The least funny people in the world are Carrot Top, Samantha Bee, and Trevor Noah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... Like, there is nobody that can make me reverse laugh <laughs> than Samantha B. That bitch is not funny I at all. Don't really watch her stuff, so I don't know. She's unfunny. She's the at- but, antithesis of funny. But then later on in this interview, she remembers the name of the movie, and see Norm had been making fun the whole time like when norm mcdonald's on a is on a is on a talk show he like i don't know i I mean i know why but he's never the second guest because when he's the first guest he can't stay out of the interview (laughs) you're right (laughs) like he he's he's the guy that doesn't let something go and that might be part of the reason i like him because there's times when i say things that probably shouldn't be brought up, but I say it anyway because it's like, no, this needs to be said. I live this, folks. And she remembers, Courtney Thorne-Smith remembers the name of the movie as, as Conan's like, you know, you made a movie with Carrot Top, and she goes, I remember the name of the movie now. He goes, oh, yes, what is it? And she goes, chairman of the board, 
And then he looks at Norm and he goes, do something with that, you jerk. <laughs> and Norm McDonald goes, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. Fucking great. You, you want to hear a good joke? Look up Norm McDonald's moth joke. It's fantastic. You need to set aside seven minutes, but it's fucking great. Um, here's some other lines he's got. Um, um, they say if you're afraid of a homosexual... They say if you're afraid of a homosexual, deep down, you're one yourself. That worries me, though, because I'm really afraid of dogs. <laughs> he's afraid he's a dog. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <sighs> You know, the more I learn about... <laughs> you know, Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and when he would have his little podcast where he'd have fucking people read jokes and shit that he wrote oh my god it was so fucking great I fucking love Norm MacDonald I do too I've never seen him do something I didn't think was funny so, <laughs> so I know that number one on both of our lists oh, five second. you have the face of a, of a flower a cauliflower your face looks like a cauliflower. <laughs> you have you have to hear it in Norm McDonald's delivery. Yeah. Bob, you have a lot of well wishers. Meaning they they wish they could throw you down a well. <laughs> they want to murder you in a well. <laughs> He is my weekend update guy. Fucking love him. Yeah, yeah. I'd he would say he would say some shit, and the crowd wouldn't boo, or, or the crowd wouldn't react, and he'd fucking react to them not reacting. This is <laughs> or they boo, this and he'd true. tell them off and shit. He was great. Good. So both of our number one is going to be the same guy. Yeah, I just wrote down lines. Um. There's only two kind of music I don't like. Country and western. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... Bobby the fucking Brain Heenan is the funniest, sharpest, wittiest human being to ever live. And if anybody tells you different, they are not a wrestling fan. <laughs> I know all about cheating. I've had six successful marriages. <laughs> That's a Bobby Heenan quote. Looking good, honey. Who dressed you? The state? <laughs> Do you know what the bad thing about the Bushwhackers is? 
That's not even the joke. I know. Did you hear the rest of but that? But I, I heard it in his voice. Like, I just heard it in his voice, and I automatically started laughing. Do you know what the bad thing about the Bushwhackers is? <laughs> huh? Yeah. What, what is What is that, brain? When lose your draw, you got to get everything fumigated afterwards. <laughs> Gene Okerlund's teaching him how to play golf. And Gene goes, the most important thing is, first, address the ball. And Bobby goes, hello, ball. Or <laughs> when him and Gorilla, him and Gorilla go to Bush Come Gardens. On, man. Hello, ball. Jesus Christ. That's so funny. <laughs> him and Gorilla go to Bush <laughs> To bush I don't want to find the bushwhackers. I don't want to find the bushwhackers. <laughs> he tells him, shoot that giraffe, it's raids. It's, it's like, like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he, had, he had nine months to name him and he named him Bruce. <laughs> yeah, that's on my list. His parents had nine months and the best thing they could come up with was Bruce. fans and you have not seen the <laughs> the Hart Brothers versus Shawn Michaels it, which we were just talking that, about look it. at that yeah check that out it harkens back to our previous conversation <laughs> if you have <laughs> if you have not watched the Survivor Series 93 Bobby Heenan's commentary about the Hart Brothers and the Hart family is some of the funniest like, shit you will ever see. Like in Bobby your life. should have been the person feuding with Brett, <laughs> other than Shawn Michaels. You know they should have just gave Bobby somebody and let Bobby yeah. make fun of let him. Speech. Let him manage all the nights. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Oh. Man, money's the same whether you earn it or scam it. Then Jim Ross says, <laughs> "We call this a slobber knocker back home, Brain." <laughs> Brain goes, "What's that? That's what I thought you called the waitress up there at the Tip Top Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma." <laughs> slobber knocker. <laughs> Remember, folks, fish are like relatives. After two days, they stink. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Need is a pest. <laughs> and he came up with this shit off the cuff. You know that nobody wrote this shit for Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Gorilla Monsoon was like, let's go look at a, uh, a brand new talent to the WWF, Sandy Beach. <laughs> you know, his sister's a female wrestler. Oh, yeah? What's her name? Uh, Kitty Litter. <laughs> the Royal Rumble 93. Shawn Michaels throws Marty Jannetty into the um, ring post, and it is an impactive, an impactive spot. 
And Bobby Heenan goes, well, that'll make your shirt feel f fit funny. <laughs> oh, man. And the reason I say he's the funniest person ever is because it is all reactionary. This this guy makes this guy makes coffee nervous. <laughs> say, um, um, what do you want with your what do you want with your enziguri? A little bit of leg whip. <laughs> say, yes. It's the dragon screw leg whip. Dragon uh, screw leg whip. And like I said, I've said this before, but one of my favorite things that he ever did was on a worldwide wrestling with Scott Hudson and it's like a five minute match and Scott Hudson goes right at the beginning of the match Hacksaw Jim Duggan's coming out <laughs> Scott Hudson goes Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a very scientific intelligent wrestler Bobby and for the next five minutes Bobby is just like <laughs> like like this is Scott Hudson's like calling the action you just hear Bobby in the back like I mean, what about at, at WrestleMania seven? As WrestleMania seventeen, when when Shiki Baby's coming to the ring, he's like, by the time he gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the same match, he's like to Jim Duggan, uh, taking a shower is a high risk maneuver. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Called Gene Tony. He did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Tony? Like, <laughs> it's just it, he was great. He was, and that's why I put him. At I'm the out here with with Eric Bischoff and Bobby the Stein. <laughs> oh, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Resulted. Resulted name calling. <laughs> I won't have this. <laughs> or that. The probably um, other than uh, Raven and Zabisco, probably my favorite moment in uh, TNA uh, history. Bobby and Tanay. Aaron knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's good to see you, Bobby. Yeah, buddy. Hey, hey you got five bucks. You got five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> he is bowing to his sister. Ariba McIntyre. <laughs> you you want to offend me with cash? <laughs> the yeah, the, the, I like what he's like. He's like when they're cheering. He's like, oh yeah, you want to offend me with cash? It's gonna be thrown on the carpet. That'll be all right. <laughs> like, don't actually hand it to me. Just throw it on the carpet. <laughs> throw it on the carpet. One of my favorite uh, things ever is. Gorilla and Bobby are at the premiere of No Holds Barred. <laughs> and they're just like work they're like out in the lobby and it's it's fantastic all the way through. And like Bobby finally goes to go in the movie and like he's going with Sherrod and he like walks into the door. You gotta see it to get it, but it's fucking fantastic. I mean, everything about Bobby was great. Yeah, I mean I don't know that there's anybody that is a student of wrestling or a student of comedy that would not say, well, goddamn, this is the funniest. I, I don't know. Like, 
And we talked about Letterman earlier. David Letterman appreciated Bobby Heenan. You know what I mean? Like David Letterman, if you talk, if you if you hear anything about, uh, if you hear any, uh, it's not wrestling when entertainers do it, but a shoot interview with with David Letterman. David Letterman will tell you how how funny Bobby Heenan was. Yeah. And I mean that guy was uh, again. I, I alluded to it earlier in the. I alluded to it earlier in the show. He's the greatest wrestling performer ever. Um, and he definitely is, to me and Aaron both. This is one thing as brothers, and brothers disagree on a lot of things. But this is uh, one thing that we agree on. Bobby Heenan is the funniest man, human being, that ever lived. I, And I, I would dare anyone to find anybody that's, that is improvisationally better than Bobby Heenan. Because in, in, in wrestling, in that era, <clears throat> before everything was corny and scripted like it is now, you had to be improvisational. And Bobby was just the best. Hands down. Yep. <clears throat> well, so, it, at number one, we are in agreement. In a show that has gone a lot longer than I thought it would. But a lot of reflection on on comedy here on the show. And Aaron, before we sign off, do you have anything to say to your listeners, my brother? I don't know, I don't. Nate's drunk on this episode, so it may sound sloppy. Kind of drunk. Dakota State, what do you have to do there to graduate? Milk a cow with your left hand? I was just about to talk about the next episode of the show. And the funny thing about the next episode of the show is I don't know what we're going to talk about wrestling-wise, but I do know that um, pulp pulp culture, pop culture, whatever the fuck kind of culture it is. talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I said I'm drunk. Um, We are going to discuss our top ten favorite musical covers of all time. Not the original version of the song, but the cover version of the song. Um, We are going to discuss that, and we'll come up with a wrestling topic. But for the rest of you, Aaron, you said you didn't have anything else for the listeners tonight? No, not tonight. All right, well, for that matter, we will sign off here. This has been another edition of the Weekend. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was so nervous on the night of my honeymoon, I put my pants to bed and hung my, and I hung over the chair. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a compliment. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, a drunk host, Nate, is signing off. Your your co-host, Aaron, says he has nothing more to say to you. So we are going to sign off for this edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 81 of the show. And we will see you next time, next week, on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it. The unused audio segment between me and Aaron talking about our favorite funny people in the history of ever. 
That was fun. And yes, it was, as it always is. And like I said, had to clean that up a little bit, the audio wise, and but I just left it. With, I left it going off the rails in there, whatever. People are used to it anyway. So. <laughs> um, that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this episode of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Before we sign off, I would be remiss if I did not tell you, if you are not already a member of our Facebook group, hit us up right now. Aaron, uh, you can't get in on it now. It's already been booked. But what I'm saying is you can always get the opportunity to win free shit in the We Can't Wrestle podcast page. Aaron has a tournament going on right now of... You pick a, uni- a former United States champion, people vote, blah, 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 advance to the finals, you can win a free pack of stuff from the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I would also be remiss if I did not mention, if you're not listening already, listen to the 2300 pod. Anywhere that you get your favorite podcast, just like this one, Aaron, myself, and ECW's Chad Austin reviewing week to week the history of ECW. We are re- reliving ECW We'd love you to join that journey with us uh, coming up in the next episode. We will be reviewing June 19th, 1993, the Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular from the ECW. You can't say that five times fast. You're right, I can't. Also, check out, of course, if you're a non-wrestling fan, or if you're if you're a non-wrestling fan, you're not listening to this, but if you want to listen to a non-wrestling <laughs> podcast, obviously you want to check out the Motley Soup podcast. Obviously. And... Criminal Wind, Thank which you. is not me. That is all you. That is all me. Which I'm on a seasonal break for the moment, it but must I will be, be nice. I will be back in for season two very soon. Well, there you go. So there you go. It'll give you time to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. That is all I have for you guys this week. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, we will see you next time around on the next edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast where we are actually going to review the WWF pay-per-view from 1991 this Tuesday in Texas. Cool. This Tuesday in Texas featuring Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker for the WWF Championship. Until then, thank you for joining me, and we will see you all next time around on the We Can't Wrestle Podcast.